This broadcast is a presentation of Kingdom Impact Ministry and is made possible by the grace of God, faithful prayers, and gifts from partners and viewers like you. Hello, dear friend, and welcome back to Kingdom Come Broadcast with me, Andrew Nkoyoyo. Thank you for tuning in, and we welcome all our audiences around the world, those who watch us on the Kingdom Impact Network, on connected TV platforms, and on uh, Spotify and iHeartRadio. Thank you for tuning in and being part of our community. Uh, we continue with part eight uh, in the study on the Holy Spirit, and today's uh, uh, topic is on the names and the titles of the Holy Spirit. Have you ever wondered why there are so many names uh, in Scripture that the, the Holy Spirit has, is referred to and, and is really named? And uh, uh, have you ever wondered why? Uh, and so in this study, we want to unpack everything about the Holy Spirit because I believe that you cannot really be equipped to be the disciple the witness for Christ and the disciple of Jesus that you need to be without knowing the Holy Spirit. Because everything that Jesus has done, really, right now, the Holy Spirit is the one on the earth and the Holy Spirit is supposed to bring together, you know, everything that Jesus has done on the cross to bring it into our lives, into our position, into our space, into our experience. And so it is crucial for us to know who the Holy Spirit is, what he does, why is he here, why is he part of the Godhead, why is he the third person. And so we continue, we're going to break down here, you know, these names and these titles. And let me tell you, dear friend, it, it was like the veil came off when I began to read the scriptures. And then I began to run into these different titles and names with which the Holy Spirit is really referred to. And, and then I wondered why. And then the Holy Spirit began to teach me and to show me and to reveal to me. Actually, there's a reason why. And so because you know the titles and the names of the Holy Spirit, uh, you can relate to him and you can, you know, call on him. You can ask him to interact with you, to engage with you, to minister to you according to those names and according to those titles. So it's not a coincidence that there are so many different names because they are, are related to his nature, also to his work. And uh, when we are done with the names and the titles, we're going to delve deep into the acts and the works of the Holy Spirit. And then that's why this whole thing is going to make sense to you, because it is crucial 
for you and I to know why these names. So our theme scripture is Acts 19, uh, verse 1 to 2. Um, While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Uh, And uh, they answered, No, we have not even heard there is a Holy Spirit. And dear friend, there are many in the church, they don't know there is a Holy Spirit. And some, they they know there is a Holy Spirit, but they don't know that the Holy Spirit is God. And they don't know how to engage with it. And so my desire, our desire here as a ministry is to bring this light and to equip you, you know, for the work of service, for the work of ministry, for you to live the life that God has created you to live, to make the difference. But you cannot do it apart from the Holy Spirit. Okay, so let's start with the most famous name that he's known by, the Holy Spirit. Now, he's called the Holy Spirit. In, uh, when you separate holy and spirit, holy because he's holy in his essence, in his nature, in his character, in himself. He's separate from anything that is unholy, that is wicked. And that's why, because he's holy, he's able to search us and he's able to sanctify us. That's why we, we will go deeper and talk about you know, what he does you know, uh, in, in this area. But he's holy and he's also spirit. And we delved into that in the first episode, and I'm, I'm going to show you here shortly. So let me give you some scriptures of, of this, even from the Old Testament to the New Testament, is the Holy Spirit. Psalms 51, verse 11. Uh, David says, do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. In other words, this portion of scripture kind of implies that, you know, to be... To be uh, in other words, not to have the Holy Spirit, to be out of the presence of God, is like to, to have the absence of the Holy Spirit with you. Because the Holy Spirit brings the very presence. You know, God the Father is, is in heaven. Jesus is seated at the right hand of God. The only way we are going to feel God, to know the presence of God, and remember I, I, I mentioned this in the beginning, that when we talk about God, now, we're talking about the Trinity. We're talking about God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Okay, so if, if we are going to know God and feel God, we feel the presence because the Holy Spirit is that presence of God. He's that, he's that really, you know, the, 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 the breath of God, the S, that very, you know, the, the Bible says the blast of breath, you know, uh, as we're going uh, to dis, uh, discover here shortly. So when we feel God, we are going to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. So David says, do not cast me away. Matthew 1.18. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother was Mary, uh, was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Okay? Again, I'm just giving you scriptures, you know, that list out the name Holy Spirit. So, in other words, you could say, you know, really, you know, uh, and I know this might sound, you know, (laughs) uh, may freak some people out, but, you know, the Holy Spirit is like Jesus was conceived by Mary through the Holy Spirit. So, you you could, I mean, say he is the Son of God, but you could say almost like he's the Son of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit caused him to be, you know, for Mary to be pregnant. But that's another teaching altogether. But I just wanted to throw that how powerful, how crucial for you to know. I remember, I would say this, I remember in in the early days of my life, and I still do, where I said, God, you know, bring, you know, bring about your your, your vision in me. And I, I went back 
to the title. We're going to talk about it later, but I'll just mention it because you know it just came to me about the you know the the power of the Most High. There was the power of the Most High, this Holy Spirit as the power of the Most High that impregnated Mary, and so that was God's dream, that was God's vision to bring about God's destiny. So then the Holy Spirit one day said, Andrew, ask for the power of the Most High to bring about my vision in your life. Did you get it? Let that sink in. The power of the Most High came over Mary and he was, you know, Jesus was conceived into her womb. Anyway, I'm back now of that little sandbox. Luke eleven thirteen. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good, uh, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Again, here he is. He's a gift from the Father. Matthew uh, 3.11. Uh, I baptize you with water for repentance. This is John the Baptist. Uh, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I am, uh, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Okay? Acts 15 verse 28. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. We see that the, the early church um, had this relationship. They knew the Holy Spirit. Okay? Uh, and that's why, you know, the book of Acts, you could probably even rename it as the, you know, the, the, the book of the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Because it was the Holy Spirit doing, really working through the early church. The next name we're going to talk about and title is this, the name Spirit. Ruach, a wind, breath, Violent exhalation, blast of breath. Numa, a current of air, blast of breath, a strong breeze. So both these words, the Greek and the Hebrew, pretty much have the same meaning for spirit. You know, his breath. He's the intangible, immaterial, uh, you know, part of God. And yet we can feel him. We can, you know, he's like wind. And we broke that down in our first episode. Okay, uh, John chapter 1 verse 32. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit. Okay. He didn't say, I saw the Holy Spirit. He said, I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. I saw the very wind of God. I saw the very breath of God. Okay. G um, John chapter 3 verse 5. Jesus answered, verily I... I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and of the Spirit. Okay? You cannot be born again until the Spirit brings you in, until the Spirit convicts you. Okay? You and I, who are followers of Jesus, we are brought in, we are born again by the Spirit. Okay? And so it is crucial to know, you know, these titles because they relate to the work at different times, situations where God is working and we see that how the God, the spirit is manifesting himself. And when we know, then we can, you know, engage with him. And so in Ephesians 5, 18, uh, we are instructed and admonished to not to get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the spirit. Be filled with the very breath of God. Okay? Remember, Numa, Ruach, blast of breath. 
the breath, the very breath of God. Be filled with the very breath of God. Be filled with the very wind of God. Let the wind of God carry you. Let it be that the spirit is the wind in your sails. Do you see it? So no one can come into the kingdom until the wind of God blows him in, until the spirit draws him in. Do you see how the Holy Spirit works? So that is the name spirit. But then we want to talk about these names as they relate to God the Father. And we see in the next name, God calls the spirit my spirit. It's very personal. He's, he's, he's my spirit in this title, my spirit, first off, because he comes from him. But also, he's the, he's the extension of the Father. He's the very uh, essence of God. Joy chapter 2, verse 27. It says, afterwards, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. God says, my spirit is very personal. God is giving you himself. He says, I'm going to pour. Now, when people hear the word pour out, you know, hermeneutically, when you study it, basically it means I'll uncover my spirit. It's not like God is out there now just pouring the Holy Spirit like a liquid. Though in many paintings, in many pictures, that's what is depicted. But the, when you are to really understand to, and to really get the full benefit of this scripture, you have to understand what it means to pour. He says, I'm going to, it means to uncover, discover. I'm going to discover my spirit. Like in this teaching, God wants to discover the Holy Spirit to you. He wants to discover, to uncover, to reveal the Holy Spirit. And he says, in the end times, I am going to pour out. I am going to uncover my spirit. So you can know every essence, every part of the Holy Spirit. So you can better walk with him, in him and through him. Do you see it? And many people have, you know, kind of been put off with, you know, when they hear an outpouring. Outpouring in this scripture, in the full context, means uncovering. The revealing of the Holy Spirit. The revealing, and God says, is my spirit is personal to me, but I'm going to uncover him to you. I'm going to reveal him. I'm going to discover him to you. Because when you know the Holy Spirit, he says, your sons and daughters are going to see visions. They're going to prophesy. Okay. He says, your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Your daughters are going to prophesy. Why? Because they have an understanding of the Spirit. They have understood the Spirit. They know who He is. And they embrace it out of revelation, out of understanding, and out of knowledge. And dear friend, this is why we do the ministry we do. This is why we labor to teach this message. Because God wants to uncover. And He's going to use somebody like me to uncover the Spirit to you. Okay, and so when you are watching this, God is uncovering the Holy Spirit to you. And so your job is to embrace the truth and to open yourself up. And he say, God, I want everything that you have. Because he says, I'm going to pour my spirit on all flesh. He wants all flesh. Not some people. He wants all flesh. Okay, to be filled with the spirit. To know the spirit. Because, dear friend, when you know the Spirit, 
the Spirit is the one, as I'm going to show you, who is going to anoint you. Many people want anointing. Many people have gone to prayer lines, to people. You have received prayer clothes from preachers, you know, oil and everything. But I'll tell you, <laughs> I mean, I'm happy to pray for you or any other preacher. But you know how to get the anointing? Is This is what I'm showing you. You've got to understand to know the Spirit. Because when the Spirit of God, when you know Him and He's uncovered and revealed to you, you begin to walk in Him in a greater measure. Power and demonstration of His presence and of His power. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 6 verse 3. Then the Lord said, My Spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal, their mortal, their days will be a hundred and twenty years. In other words, uh, they are just mere men. They are people who are here today and they, you know, basically they die. Humans die. And God says, my spirit is not going to contend. You know, other versions say he will not always strive, okay, with man. You see, because the spirit of God is God's very essence. Hope you put that in your spirit. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. Again, we are talking about the name, my spirit. Okay? The name and the title, my spirit. I just want you to know how personal the Holy Spirit is to the Father. He calls him my spirit. When you hurt him, you're hurting the Father. Zechariah 4, verse 6. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, listen to this, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty, or says the Lord of hosts. He says, it's not by the cunning cleverness of man, it's not by the human arm of strength, it is by my spirit. But what I want you to really get a hold of is that personal connection. That the Father and the Spirit have. That he calls him. He's my spirit. And that's how I'm doing it. Anything that I'm going to do. He says Zerubbabel. I've given you a commission to build this temple. But it's not going to be by your power. It is going to be by my spirit. Working in you. And with you. And for you. And through you. Dear friend. You need to get a hold of this. You know. You need to. If you. <laughs> this is one of my favorite scriptures. God says it is by my spirit. If I want to know God, if I want to serve God, I need to know the very spirit of God. Change my life. It's personal to God. He says it's by my spirit. The living, the living Bible, he says, you know, you have success, but by my spirit. I want you to see the personal nature the personal relationship of the Spirit and the Father, forgive me. It's the anointing of God. Many people have missed out on God. Many people have rejected God because they reject the Holy Spirit. And yet they cry out for God. But we, we see the personal nature. The personal relationship 
of the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son. We are going to know God better. He says, it's known by the human arm of strength. Dear friend, what I do here, what we do in this ministry, is known by might, is known by power. It is by my spirit, by the spirit of God. And right now I'll tell you, I'm overcome by the spirit of God, the presence of God. Get this. <laughs> so now I'm becoming the weeping preacher. Get this. There is nothing that God is going to do that the Holy Spirit is not doing. Absolutely nothing. And as we go through these names and titles, I'm going to show you. Going all the way back to creation, to revelation, the Spirit has been active and is going to be active till the end. It's very personal. So before you shut out the Holy Spirit, just remember, God says he's my spirit. When you shut out the Holy Spirit, you're shutting God out. When you reject him, you're rejecting God. And I've, I have seen and heard many people crying out to God. And yet when God comes, because he's not coming in a way, and the Holy Spirit is not manifesting himself in a way that they want, or they understand, or lines up with their theology, they reject the Holy Spirit, and hence rejecting God. Remember, God says he's my spirit. Thank you, Jesus. The next name and title that I want to talk to you about is the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the title and the name that is associated with power, prophecy, and guidance throughout Scripture. For example, here is a display of God's power. Genesis 1-2. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, making a way for creation the Spirit of God. Do you want to know the power of God? You can connect with the Spirit of God. Do you see it, dear friend? The Spirit of God was there in the beginning. Now, he has already told us that he's my Spirit. But now, when it comes to the acts and works, which we'll delve in deeper in, in different episodes, here we see his name and his title is referred to by a different name because of what he's doing. He's the Spirit of God. He's representing God. He's from God, by God, and God wants his, his creating. So the Spirit of God comes to the scene. See, dear friend, there's nothing God is going to do that the Spirit is not going to do. I hope that makes sense. We want revival, we want transformation, we want re reformation. We need to get back to knowing the Spirit of God. Okay? Matthew 12, 28. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When you're driving out demons, 
at that very moment, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is operating and manifesting through you as the Spirit of God. We see it here, Jesus saying, if I drive out demons by the Spirit of God. Do you see it? This is how crucial to know these titles. You know, you can go over these messages over and over and then begin to practice them. And as in your prayer time, begin to engage with the Holy Spirit according to his names and his title. By the way, the name of somebody is the active presence. So when you say Spirit of God, you are calling the Spirit, you are relating to the Spirit by his name and title related to the work of prophecy, power, okay, and guidance. At that very moment, you are tapping into the, 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 the prophetic power, miracle working power, power for guidance, for direction, okay? Cre creative power, really, because that's what we see at creation in Genesis. It was the Spirit of God clearing the chaos for light. <laughs> and then God said, let there be light. But first was the Spirit of God. Do you see it? Okay. Prophecy, 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 10. When he and his servants arrived at Gibeah, a procession of prophets met him, meaning Saul. The Spirit of God came powerfully upon him, and he joined in in their prophesying. The Spirit of God, power, came upon him, and he, be, he went from being the king to <laughs> a prophet to prophesy, and actually that really, oh, oh, you know, he, he mistaken his role, but he came under the, the spirit of God, and he prophesied for that moment with the other prophets, but then he kind of got to his head, thinking that he's always going to perform the ministry of the prophet, which got into, you know, him into a big, uh, big trouble. But the point I'm making here is he was the spirit of God, releasing prophecy. Second Chronicles chapter 24 Verse 20, then the Spirit of God came on Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, the priest. He stood before the people and said, this is what God says. Why do you disobey the Lord's commands? You will not prosper because you have forsaken the Lord. He has forsaken you. Again, for these prophetic words, you know, when you are experiencing prophetic revelation, prophetic power at that very moment, it is the Spirit of God. So if you need to receive prophetic words, you need to tap into the prophetic, connect with the Spirit of God. Does that make sense? Because this is there for reason to show us these patterns on how the Holy Spirit works and how he operates and manifests himself. Ezekiel 11 verse 24. The Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the exiles in, Babylon, in Babylonia in the vision given by the Spirit of God, guidance and prophecy. Then the vision I, I had seen went up from me. So he, Ezekiel, is seeing pro, you know, prophetic visions by the Spirit of God, from the Spirit of God. Okay? Because the Spirit of God is communicating the will and the will of God, the revelation of God, the secrets of God to you. Okay? Guidance, Romans 8:14. For those who are led by the Spirit of God, okay, are the children of God. Again, when we need guidance, we can reach out 
See, there's nothing weird or spooky about this. We can talk to the Holy Spirit. Welcome the Holy Spirit. Say, Spirit of God, I yield and I surrender to you. Guide me into the the way I, I need to go. Teach me what I need to do next. That is the Spirit of God. Okay? The next, um, before we go to the next one, the Bible reminds us, 1 Corinthians 3.16, that we are God's temple. Don't you know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Did you hear that? Who dwells in you? The Spirit of God. You are God's temple because the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Trinity, the Spirit of the Triune God dwells in you. And so if the Spirit of the Triune God you know, dwells in you, then you have access to power, creative power, guidance, prophecy, and much more. But it's not that. You know, you've got the Spirit in you, but then He's going to manifest Himself to you and through you, you know, uh, according to the names and the titles that we see that are related to His work. Isn't that marvelous? Now, let's look at the Spirit of the Lord. Okay? The Spirit of the Lord is related to the redemptive work and acts of the Lord, Yahweh. Yahweh, God who reveals himself. Okay, You know the seven redemptive miracles, the seven redemptive names of God. Well, Yahweh, this is the spirit of the Lord now. He's been the spirit of God. Now he's, uh, he's going to reveal himself as the spirit of the redemptive God. The redemptive Lord. God, Yahweh. Judges chapter 6 verse 34. But the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Then he blew the trumpet and the Abzerites gathered behind him to follow him. Remember, uh, the whole story, you can read the whole chapter to get the context. But the whole context is, you know, uh, Gideon was chosen to go fight the enemies of God. They needed, you know, victory. So here we see the Lord, you remember Jehovah Nasi, the Lord our victory. He comes, but how does he come? The Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of Yahweh, comes on him and empowers him to go have the victory. Do you see it? It is the Spirit of the Lord. When we are going into battle, we need the Spirit of the Lord. When we need victory, the redemptive acts and works of God, we look to the Holy Spirit to manifest himself as the Spirit of the Lord and to work with us and for us and through us. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? God has a solution for everything that we will ever encounter. And he has given us the greatest weapon and the greatest partner, the greatest warrior, the greatest friend in the Holy Spirit. But that's why the Bible says in the end times, he's going to reveal, he's going to pour out. Why? Because for us to be uh, the church, and I mean the church, I mean you and me that transform culture, society. We need to know the Holy Spirit. We need to know the Spirit and everything that He is. Now we know Him as the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit that is going to give us victory, bring us into victory, lead us into victory. And if you, uh, if I, I took it off my notes here, but if you go into chapter 7 of, of uh, Judges, you will see that when people gathered after uh, Gideon blew the trumpet, you know, the Spirit told him, you've got too many men. I want to get the glory, <laughs> you know. So he had to reduce the numbers. How is Gideon going through this? 
You know, if you remember the story when, you know, the angel appeared to Gideon, Gideon t- tells us, he is even himself, he says, I'm a nobody. I come from the least clan and I'm, I come from the least family. In other words, he said, God, you've got the wrong guy. I, I mean, I'm the least qualified. I'm the least likely to succeed. And God, he says, my spirit, the spirit of the Lord will be with you. You see, and the spirit of the Lord came upon him. And then he goes from this nobody that he thinks he is, you know, probably even, probably perhaps other people even thought he was a nobody, to all of a sudden he became the commander-in-chief. And not only just a commander-in-chief, but a winning, victorious commander-in-chief against the three armies that had surrounded God's people. Why? The Spirit of the Lord, of the redemptive God. Hallelujah. I hope, dear friend, you're getting this. I, I mean, I love it. I, I hope, I hope you are devouring this, you know, and getting the picture. You know, Isaiah 59 verse 19. Again, we see here. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. Listen to this. When the enemy comes in like a flood, when the enemy is coming against you, here is the key. The spirit of the Lord. The Lord, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, your victory, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. So when you're going through hell and high waters, reach out to the spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Because he is going to be the one raising a standard against your enemies. It doesn't matter where you are right now, what you're going through. Call upon the spirit of the Lord. Release the spirit of the Lord. Invite the spirit of the Lord in your battles. In your warfare, whatever is going on, you will have victory if you know who to engage. Engage the spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen to this, Luke chapter 4, verse 18. I mean, this, really, when I started ministry, this was my mission statement. And I think this summarizes what we are all about. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. Remember I told you I'm going to show you who anointed me. The spirit of the Lord is the one who anoints you. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. This is Jesus telling us how he was anointed. And who anointed him? The spirit of the Lord. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, To proclaim liberty. Of freedom to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. By who? <laughs> yes, the spirit of the Lord. Remember the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of Yahweh, the redemptive God. The spirit of the Lord comes to bring redemption reality into our lives into our time our space our position our our environment our churches our families our ministries our marriages anywhere and everywhere the spirit of the lord you want to be anointed get to know the spirit of the lord hallelujah jesus says the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me this is not rocket science dear friend This is simple. There's no mystery. There's nothing spooky about it. There's nothing weird about it. This is the Bible. This is how we get anointed. (laughs) I'm equipping you to be a revivalist, a transformer, nation changer, to be dangerous to the kingdom of Satan. Why? Because you know people perish for lack of knowledge. When you know you can walk in faith, 
you can walk in courage and boldness because you know. But people who don't know, they perish. They let it, the devil beat them up. Don't let the devil beat you up. The Spirit of the Lord is already upon you. Get to know Him daily. Okay? Invite Him to raise a standard. Look to Him. Trust Him. Okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Now the Lord, the Lord, Yahweh, is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Did you hear that? The Lord is Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of Yahweh, the redemptive God, if there is anything that you know that is part and parcel of the redemptive package, the Spirit of the Lord is going to bring it to happen into your life. But we need to know Him and we need to trust Him to believe in Him. And I teach you how to basically in, in, in Catch and Release, I talk about the Holy Spirit. How do you engage? Basically, these are the same steps that you engage with, you know, with the Holy Spirit as you, you know, engage with His names and His titles in different areas. You follow the same steps that I teach in Catch and Release God's Supernatural. The Spirit of the Lord, He's there, but we miss out because we don't know Him that way. Many people are going through battles on their own and they're crying out, God help me. But He said, I've given you the Holy Spirit. He's the Spirit of the Lord. He's my Spirit. And he's going to raise a standard. So you need to invite him. Okay? You need to invite him into those battles. And into those places. And those times of warfare. Of confrontation. Okay. The next name I'm going to talk to you about. Is the spirit of the living God. Now this spirit of the living God. He brings the life of God. First and foremost into our lives. Okay, He brings that life and makes it real within us. But also, He makes the Word of God alive. He makes God you know, come, become real. He goes from being some mystical person out there in the clouds to being personal. It's like you feel Him, you know Him. The Spirit of the living God, He makes Him alive. And the third thing He does, that He makes our lives as we're going to read here, living epistles that others can see. Others look at you and say, no, ever since you became a Christian, there's something different about you. I know you. There's something different about you. I, as a matter of fact, that's how I had a few of my high school friends, my childhood friends get saved. They said, brother, I need to know you. I, you know, I need to, I, I used to know you, but this is not how, how you used to behave, how you used to look. There's something different. There's a glow and there's, you know, it's everything about his change. What, what is the secret? Then I, I introduced them to Jesus. And then in the end, they wanted the same Jesus that I had. Why? Because the Spirit of God came into my life and he made me a living epistle. The life of Jesus became alive. Okay, and then my life became a living epistle. Let's read Second Corinthians chapter three, verse one to six. Listen to this: Are we beginning to commend ourselves again, or do we need, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letters, written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written. 
not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such confidence we have through Christ before God, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything of ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Paul saying, hey, we don't need letters of recommendation. We don't need to others to say these great things about, about us. You yourselves are our letters. Written by the Spirit of the living God. In other words, you are the fruit of our ministry. And the Spirit of God has made you alive and well in Christ. That there is a difference. There is a tangible, visible difference in your life. And that's what the Spirit of the living God does. He brings the life of God and makes it alive within us. He makes us beam with the life of Jesus. And then he transforms us to be that living episode that others read. To be that person that others look at and they say, wow, God has done a work in your life. I want what you have. Has somebody ever asked you, I want what you have? That is the work of the Spirit of the living God. Amen. And the last name and title that I want to talk to you about is the power of the Most High or the power of the Highest. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and he'll and we'll call him Emmanuel. Now, this is a prophecy of Jesus, you know, that will come, you know, several, uh, several hundred years later. Uh, now, here is the fulfillment. Luke 1, 34 and 35. The angel comes to Mary. And Mary says, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Okay? Now, if we read it in the New King James, it says, Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. The power of the highest gives birth to God's destiny, God's dream into our lives. The power, I told you at the beginning that I remember when the Holy Spirit kind of turned on these you know, lights, it, it came on, I got it, and I began to see, cry out for the power of the highest to, to plant that vision, that dream, God's dream, to birth it within me. For what God wants, not mine, but what God wants. And it turned out that what I wanted versus what God, they were very different. And the power of the highest hit me and it touched me. And I, be, and I was impregnated with God's vision for the nations. And all of a sudden, I went from you know, thinking locally and regionally to thinking nationally and global. Who? Shandalabakaya. The power of the highest will give birth the same way it overshadowed Mary, it will overshadow your life. 
and give birth to God's dream, God's vision. That is the Holy Spirit revealing himself as the vision giver, the, the destiny birther. If you please, he will birth it. He will conceive it and birth it and then he will deliver it. Hallelujah. Dear friend, before we, I finish this particular episode, I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. Thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in, for listening, staying with me throughout this teaching. But if you're watching and you don't know Jesus, you don't have a relationship, first of all, to enjoy all the things that we are teaching today, first of the first step to this ladder is to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Would you pray this prayer with me from your heart? Mean it from your heart. Lord Jesus, I believe in what you did on the cross. I know and confess that I'm a sinner and I need you as my Savior. Would you please come into my heart? Wash me with your precious blood. Write my name in the book of life. I confess that you are the Son of God and that God raised you from the dead. Today, I am saved, born again. I turn over my life over to you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and empower me to do your will from this day henceforth. Amen. Dear friend, you have said that prayer. Jesus has come into your heart. You are a Christian and you can begin to partake into what I'm talking about. You can begin to enjoy the relationship and the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, write to us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email. Write to us. We'd love to send you information to guide you to more resources to help you in, in your journey of growth. And dear friend, I want to uh, invite you to uh, partner with our ministry. For those of you that are listening and watching, thank you for being part of the community. But whatever we do here, it takes a lot of prayer and finances. Would you invest would you invest into our ministry? Help me to send this book, Catch and Release, God's Supernatural, to pastors in New Mexico, all the churches in New Mexico. We, we are sending out books to pastors in Colorado. Now we are on to, we want to send this book to every pastor, every church in New Mexico. Would you help me? Would you give generously? And we'll do it at the speed of your generosity. Thank you for your gifts and thank you for your love. As a believer, the keys to the supernatural are in your hands, and with them you can access your inheritance. In his newest book, Working the Works of God, Dr. Andrew teaches us how, through the glory of God and His anointing, we are empowered to move past our human abilities and function in the supernatural realm, where nothing is impossible. Order your copy today. To become a Kingdom Impact Ministry partner or sow a financial seed, Call us toll-free, 1-855-41-VOICE. That's 1-855-418-6423. Or log on to www.kingdomimpactministry.org. 
Watch Andrew on the Kingdom Come broadcast 24-7 online at kingdomimpactministry.org and on our Kingdom Impact Ministry TV channels available on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, and Android TV. To stream on the go, get the Kingdom Impact Ministry mobile app for Apple and Android devices from the App Store today. To receive prayer, order resources, or to become a partner with Kingdom Impact Ministry, call us toll-free, 1-855-41-VOICE. That's 1-855-418-6423. Or visit us online at kingdomimpactministry.org. You can also write to us at Kingdom Impact Ministry, P.O. Box 2073, Montrose, Colorado, 81402. This broadcast is a presentation of Kingdom Impact Ministry and is made possible by the grace of God, faithful prayers, and gifts from partners and viewers like you.